Okay, let's continue in Chelek. Uh, so it's on Kuflam and the Kafach. Um, so now um, he's going through essentially, right, the things that um, the different groups had um, taken as the ultimate reward, right, and uh, and punishment. So now he's going to mention Mashiach. He's giving you the proper place of each one. They don't really they don't really represent the ultimate good, right? The ultimate good is the idea of uh, Olam Haba. But um, <clears throat> the people didn't get these ideas from nowhere, right? These things that they that they latched onto are are real ideas in Torah, but they've kind of blown them out of proportion and took in that and taken them uh, in the in the wrong vein. So now he's trying to realign them with their proper uh, in their proper perspective. So Yemosa Mashiach, he says. Is Isman Shabo Tachsor Hamalchus Israel. Okay, so let's see if we can understand the elements of here. She says, Yemosa Mashiach, first of all, it's a time when the kingdom will return to Israel, okay, to the Jews. So that means to say we'll have a, a level of, of political autonomy, right? The Achsru Lir is Israel. And the Jews, as a nation, will return to their land. So they'll have a political autonomy, right? Have a kingdom, and and I should say more than that. They'll have they'll be unified under one authority, right? A king also also means some kind of that the nation has some kind of unification and a um, an appointed leader. So they'll have that that political um, uh, reality with a with a, with a king. And um, they'll be unified politically and led by a, by a melech. They'll have a land, right, a homeland, which is an element of of of, of a nation. also That's interesting. Interesting for the round to, and he says, and the place of his kingdom will be Zion, Yerushalayim. So it will his. His, um, in other words, the capital of the of the kingdom expresses a certain ideal of what the of what the nation is uh, centered on. So the fact that the uh, it's interesting how the Rambam puts that as a part of the idea of, of, of Mashiach that it will, will not just be Stam, a king, right, that unifies the people, and they'll happen to be in Israel. But they'll identify with the uh, with the city of Yerushalayim and all of its uh, religious significance as part of synonymous with their with the expression of their of the rule. Okay, the Isgadel Shemo, the Yagia Lekitzvei Tevel, Yosef Gadol Al Mamlecha Shlomo, and his name will be. Elevated will be made great, right? Will become great, and will reach the ends of the earth more uh, and greater than the kingdom of Shlomo. So the kingdom of Shlomo, right? What was it? It had a the the, the, the Navi describes right that when when Shlomo became the king. So yeah. Take a look in the beginning of, of Malachim. Yeah. 
So his, what, what was his fame? What was his fame? His, his name spread across the land, right? Okay. And and um, he says, yeah. And um, So then, the, well, what was Shlomo known for? Right, he was known for his chachma, and um, it would seem that the Ramam is expressing when he's re- when he's referencing greater, more, and greater than Shlomo. It means to say, in the same, it will be for the same type of a thing. Not going to be known like Alexander the Great. Not going to be that kind of a reputation and that kind of a a um, a fame, but it will be. A, a, a renown because of his um, his amazing Chachma. And like the, the Malka Shro, when she came, she, why did she come? Because she heard of his Chachma. And when she came to Yerushalayim, she said, I see that um, she said, um, yeah. It's true what I heard in your in, in my land about your divorecha v'chachmasecha. So I think Malam says divorecha means the way he is manig, like the way he he leads, the way he uh, instructs his people, and chachmasecha is his wisdom. So the Melech Mashiach, it seems the Ram is saying, will have a. Um, a he, he, his chachma will be, uh, will be, uh, and, and then he goes on to say, "Viniflos." Um, right, he says, um, "Rabbi, what's the source you're reading from?" I was reading in the beginning of uh, Malachim Aleph, Parak. Uh, so this isn't in the Mishnah Torah, the last parak where it talks about Shibud Malchus Levad. Oh, I'm reading from. We, we've been doing Chelak, so we're in Sanhedrin. Oh, okay, sorry, okay. but. A lot of that is uh, yes is contained in, um, in in a different form in um, in Malachim. Okay, right. got it. So um, yeah, and like he says, when it flows, yes, galu al yado, right? There'll be amazing things that will be revealed through him, um, and, and and that'll be the, um, the 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 mark of the of the of the nation. Yeah. Yago, you had a question? Oh, uh, no, no. He also says... In... Yeah, and he says that uh, in Malachim, he also references Chachma, well, his Chachma uh, will be uh, greater than Shlomo. Okay, be like a Navi almost as great as, uh, you say, okay. as Moshe. Okay, so again, that's part of, that's part of, part of the Melech HaMashiach is that the idea of the Jewish nation will be corrected too, right? Um, and the melech will, will will be a um, an emblem and a symbol and a representative of that. And um, he says, uh, I'm sorry, So they'll they will um, he will make uh, peace treaties with the nations. In other words. It's not just that they're going to respect his chachma, but they will have some kind of a 
desire to to be part to to join them, and it implies a fear. You know, Jews generally make you know, the nations are going to make a treaty. One thing, if you think someone is smart and great, but um, you know, a treaty is you make for your own self interest, not just out of respect. So it implies that um, they'll recognize his um, not just his chachma, uh, but his ability, and and not somebody to be um, you know uh, on the outs uh, with, not somebody to be uh, uh, against. Aligning with him is a um, is, is is in their favor. So that's a whole different shift. That's, that's an entire shift of of the um, uh, of attitude. Uh, yeah, he says, Yeah, what does he mean by that? They'll worship him. Well, it says in the Mishnah Torah that he's a very effective uh, communicator. Yeah, so what does it mean they're gonna they'll be ovate him? Does it mean what they'll give him tribute? What does he mean? It's interesting to say that they will worship him or they'll serve him. Seems like he's saying they'll have some appreciation of, of justice, they'll have some appreciation of, of, of MS. And he'll be it'll be a different kind of a superego. It's not going to be a superego of now. And now we have a now we live in a world of conflict. All the nations are um, the United Nations that didn't uh, didn't solve those problems. Just kept all the all the hostilities simmering. But um, it's basically a world of conflict and um, and zero sum game, you know. So that's a the one who to a leader to a ruler. Who wants to maintain his power? He looks up and uh, has a certain uh, superego of a powerful, uh, 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 someone of a leader with with might. And um, whatever they might spout, whatever they might uh, say, every leader wants to stay in power, and that's what his uh, model is going to be. But after there are treaties, the Shalom. There'll be treaties with uh, with, with the Melech Hamashiach. It's going to be a whole. He's, he's showing you a whole different shift, a whole shift now of what uh, of of leadership and uh, in general. Now people are going to recognize a the greatness of his uh, mishpat and tzedek, and um, and that'll be a different kind of an ideal. Even even the rulers who, who who up till now are basically just motivated by self interest and uh, and maintaining grip on power, they'll have a certain recognition of of um, of MS and and righteousness and tzidkus, and they'll say he's someone to emulate not because of his grip on his people, not because of his control and his might, but because of his perfection. It's it's it's. It's almost incomprehensible to imagine the the, the nations having such a. Uh, if you think about the the shift and the change that that would uh, that would bring that about, it's 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 it's, it's pretty amazing. But oh. he's saying that's that's the that's ultimately what the 
the impact of the man of the Mashiach will have on the world. Be so such we an have, uh, yeah. Well, in other words, it's not within the mindset of 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 today's type of a leader. It would have to require a whole. How long will that type of a shift take? How long will it take for people to? To uh, to recognize to give up their old um, uh, interests and, and and ideals, I don't know. I don't know. No, You're I right. mean I'm just it's not going to be. It's not going to be a five minute uh, change. No, I mean I'm just so saying. There's certain, there's, there's, sure. there's there's certain groups. I'm not. It'll be it'll be an ultimate realignment of the geo geopolitical um, reality, and it won't be focused on uh, on on control and um, and might. It'll be focused more on the ideal of man. Pesach, just, was, yeah. sorry, it was, it was no. amazing though, is that now, the reason it's so unimaginable is because nowadays that would. Exactly, exactly right. And nowadays that would be the undoing of any political leader. So the whole populace is going to have to change in order to have a, a leadership that will be lauded because of this ideal. It has to be a trickle up, right? It's got to come from the, from the bottom up. Okay, good. Um, that, that's interesting. That uh, wonders will be revealed through him. But what does he mean by that? What does he mean by that? Uh, like, like Shlomo, I mean, the, 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 you know, the, they depict Shlomo as having such intimate knowledge of like nature and, uh, you know, and science and uh, know which seed to plant in which part of the land, you know, those kinds of things like understand the animals, you know, those uh, Gemara's. On the trees. Yeah, right, exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, I'll just tell you, but I'm saying it's just Le Marshall. If you want to see how the whole world could be transformed and changed, uh, everything everything is dependent on, on energy. That's the biggest problem that the world is facing today. And if an individual with tremendous Sidkus uh, and, and Chachma and Yeras Hashem was the individual who revealed to the world the, uh, the solution to the energy crisis, that would have an amazing, amazing uh, effect. And the whole world would be focused on him. And they would be running to hear from him and learn from him. And it would, it would, it would be an amazing thing. It would, it would simultaneously take all the power from the evil people that hold it now, right? And, um, and, and put the focus on, on, a, on a tzaddik. Le Marshall, that's such a thing that could have a tremendous, this tremendous impact. You cannot even fathom what kind of an impact that could possibly have. So that's a little uh, that's, a, that's I, I always think of that as an interesting uh, interesting possibility. Now, anyway, so he said, and that would be, that'll be in the flow of Siskalo Doesn't mean the flow of Siskalo I don't think it means Nisim. I don't think he's going to be a miracle worker, right? Because that's Ramza's later on. You know, Nisim necessarily involved with the Yomos Mashiach. But Nifloos is Galila Yada. The Chomi, yeah, the Chomi Shayamor Allah, yeah. The Chomi Shayamor Allah, Yahri Sehu Hashem, the Yimsereu Biada. And not everybody is going to follow him, right? There will be those who, 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 who choose to attack. And what's interesting is he says they will be Hashem. Hashem will cut them down and hand them over to him. So apparently it will be 
a victory that'll be clearly um, in, in a uh, derech of uh, of nace nace nister, but clearly a derech of, of nace, and it will just it'll just um, cement his place. It'll it'll lend to uh, the, the credibility of his uh, position vis a vis his tzidkus and the um, and the Ratzon Hashem. So that's what will happen. The whole psuke mikra, he says, all the psukim in the Torah are testifying al ashro v'ashrenubo. Okay, his his uh, happiness or his fortunate uh, his fortune and our pleasure with him, our goodness with him, our our ashrenu uh, happiness. Not really good good translation. Okay. But there's the key. Here's the key. What what is Yemosa Mashiach? He says, it's not any different than anything we know today in terms of the the function of the world, in terms of the laws of nature. Zulasi Yisrael. The only difference is going back to the beginning. Taxer Malchus Yisrael. That's interesting. So everything else is just really Taxer Malchus Yisrael. And then all of the other things that he said are just telling you what's the nature of that Malchus. And it's very interesting how the Ram writes, right? Because the first thing he says is that Yemosa Mashiach, who's man Shabot Taxer Malchus Yisrael. Right. And then he goes, and this and that, and the other thing. But basically, when he comes back to define it, he says, no, that's the definition. It is that the Malchus will return. All of these subsequent statements of their return to Israel, to the land, and they'll be in, in Zion, and they'll be thing. That's all just defining what it means that the Malchus returns to Israel. Okay. This kind of a Malchus that expresses these ideas, that has this effect on the world. That's the Malchus. Um, uh, that's the full Malchus referring to Israel, and he says, If you look in the footnotes, there are many Gemaras that, that, have, that say that. Um, yeah, several Gemaras that say that. Okay, let's uh, right, have a Shabbat. All right, anyway. so that's an open statement in the Gemara. The only difference between now and Yemosa Mashiach is the Shibud Malchus Bilvad. Now, so it'll be a, it'll be, uh, but it's not, but it's not a uh, an ultimate state of uh, of uh, of reward. The Yisharu of Hachazik Vachalosh Biachas So you'll still have this comparative idea of strong and weak, right? So what's interesting is he's saying, even though he's saying that, what? The only difference will be Shibu Malchus. But that doesn't mean life will be exactly the same. Okay. It will be much easier for man to make a living. It's, a, it's an amazing prediction to the point that when a person works a certain labor, a certain easy job, 
שתהיה יעשיג תועלת גדולה. וזהו עניין אמרו, עשית ארץ ישראל להוציא גוסקאוס וכלי מילס. That's what the Gemara means when it says that in the future the land of Israel will produce uh, gluskos or um, pastries, right? Gluski yafa, nice bread. Everyone knows that one from from past from Sachem. Uh, and clay melas, the kinds of big adam, right? Yeah. Lefisha derech b'nei adam lomar. As motza adam ezedavar muhan b'shefa, he says that's that's just an expression. When people find something plentiful, prepared and plentiful, they say, "Ah, so and so found baked bread." <laughs> so he's saying that's a marshal. That's a marshal. In other words, baked bread means baked bread is something that takes a lot of labor to produce. Right? Got a plant and. Uh, you got, to, you got to plow and plant and harvest and and uh, grind and uh, bay all that stuff. So so when a person um, finds something that uh, normally would take a lot of effort and he gets it easily, it's, it's they say ah so and so found lechem afoy v'tav shemavushal. Okay, but it doesn't mean when when they say that asida shol hotzi gusko shaklei melas. That's a marshal. That's a derech. That's a derech bnei adam. It's a, it's a, it's a um, it's a phrase, right? It's just a manner of it's just a uh, manner of speech. But what it really means is that all of the that the slight efforts will produce great bounty. It's hard to understand. Hard to it's hard to imagine what the Rambam thought. How he how this could be. For us, it's 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 amazing. I mean, automation, industrial revolution. I mean, uh, the things that we can do today um, are astounding. I mean, when you think about uh, the amount of effort it took to produce, uh, you know, one um, pot, and now you can have a factory punching out uh, thousands. But um, but the Rambam understood that without a change in nature, it's possible to, to um, increase productivity um, thousands-fold to the, point that, to the point that people today don't even know, don't even know that, uh, you know, where things uh, come from, don't even know uh, how a fruit grows on a tree. <laughs> it's just... Literally now. <laughs> now it's not a marshal. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I saw, I saw in this uh, museum, they were showing that, uh, you know, like the, the wealthy, wealthy people, you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, the amount of, of labor, man hours that went into their clothing and uh, like uh, you know, thousands of uh, take a year to for, for for the for people to make this uh, one gown or something, you know. Nowadays, okay, uh, still that's not going to be an off the shelf type of a thing, but uh, the automation and all the steps is still phenomenal. Okay, so he says, um, yeah, not clear if this is going to be a product of the niflos 
of the Mashiach or just it's going to be a product of the time? I mean, uh, nowadays we see it as, a, as simply a product of the time. Why can't it be a combination? Yeah, yeah, combination. But, but even what we have today is, is uh, phenomenal. So he says like this. Now, what's interesting, he says, is he says, Yeah, hold on one second. Give me a second. Yeah, he says, Maimar Kosov So that means that they are going to be, there still are going to be uh, flowers and vine dressers. So the Pasuk is talking about the most Mashiach still references the fact that there will be work. Okay. So you see, you still have to have um, you, the, the nature, the Derech Teva will still exist. And ultimately, you're going to have to have some kind of a labor. It's just going to be much more, uh, much more efficient. So the Mosa Mashiach is not a magical time. Right? It's not a time where, um, you know, where there's no achilo or shasir. That's not, that's not Yemosa Mashiach. Uh, that type of a description is, is, is Olam Haba. There will be eating and drinking, and there will be all of those things, and there will be the accompanied um, work that is necessary to uh, provide those things. L'fikach, he says, L'fikach ko'as ha'chocham azeh, she'omas ha'dvarm ha'lalu, Al Talmido the Aishlo Haven Bidvarov Esalinian Hazer the Khoshav Shadvaram Kipshutan. Yeah, so it's this interesting um Gemara. Interesting Gemara. The Ram doesn't doesn't elaborate on this Gemara. Expects you to know it to know it, I guess, but I think it's worthwhile to take a take a look at the Gemara. It's on Lamad on the Bays and Shabbos. Okay. So the Gemara says like this. Um, the Gemara says, Rabbi Gamliel. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip the introduction because I, I'll come back to it. He had the Yosef Rabbi Gamliel the Kadarsh. You see it, Yaakov, five six lines up from the bottom. I'm a base. I'm a base. I'm a base. Towards the end of the line. So it's like this that Rabbi Gamliel was sitting in Darshan. Asida Isha Shetele Bechoyom. Okay. He said, in the future, in the future, a woman will give birth every day. <laughs> okay. So there'll be the pregnancy and the birth together. So he says, So the Talmud was mocking him, was making fun of him. So he says, How could you say that it's, that that'll happen? We know there's nothing new under the sun. Right. He says, come, come here and I'll show you an example in this world. Nofak Achvile Tarnagolas. Change your mind. He showed him a chicken. Okay, what does it mean? Let's see Rashi. 
He says, Hora v'yoledes yafa. Biyom shahora zeh yoledes vlad acher. Kamo tarnagolas. V'kevin shemeshameshes b'chol yom. Nimtis yoledes b'chol yom. Tochi mashmar kra b'chol eis. Shehi misaberes yoledes. Shemimaheres ligmor tsuras avlad lezmanwad. So he says, the mashmos of the Pasuk is that whenever she becomes pregnant, she will give birth quickly. Okay, that the that the tzuras of Vlad will be completed in a short amount of time. So when he made fun of him, he said, Bova Echo. So he says, Torah la noso. Okay, it goes back to the to the, to the story here. He wanted to, he said, I'll show you a dogma of this in this world. What is he showing him? Shows you, I show you there is something you saying, I'll show you that there is in nature this kind of inability. So it's interesting. So it seems to be saying that even though it's going to be, um, even though it's going to be uh, quicker than normal, it'll be some kind of a change, but it's not a change that doesn't, it's not, it's not something that doesn't exist in this world. That's what he's saying then. Right. Okay, let's take the next example. Isn't he saying the physics doesn't have to change, really? Right. It's not part of the Right. 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 So well, the lives in age every day. It, it's not a, it's a blood, but it's going to take 30 days. He says, all right, but this is the case that the Ram is talking about. I just wanted to start from the beginning. He says, um, I'm sorry. Vesu Yosef Ramgamliyava Kadarsh. And he kept going in his drasha, and he said, "I see them ilanos shemotzian peros b'choyom." Yeah, and he says, "In the future, the trees will produce fruit every day." Okay, shnei v'nosa onaf osa pri ma onaf b'choyom af pri b'choyom lig lig olavoso talmud. That talmud again started making fun of him. And he said, Omar, Omar, what are you talking about? Trees are going to start growing fruits like, uh, like branches. Omar, So he says, Come, I'll show you an example in this world. Take a look at this, at the tzlaf. Anyone who ever learned the six parakim brachos knows about the tzlaf. Okay, that's the, uh, the caper bush. Um, and he says it's a min ilan hatoin gimel mine peros. It has three kinds of fruits growing on it. You can have the berries, the leaves, the uh, the little uh, tendrils, whatever it is. The chi lahai lahai. Okay, so in other words, it's another kind of a tree that again has some kind of a rapid growth, and there are different parts of it that are edible at different stages, so it's like every day it has a new thing. So again, he's showing you, he was showing him again, a dogma, a dogma. Don't say that this is, has to be through Nisim. This could be, there's a dogma to this type of thing, even in the, within the potential of the physical world. Okay, the last one is the one that Ram quoted. The Su Yasser Rav Gamliel V'Kadarsh Asida Eretz Yisrael Shetotzi Guskos V'Klei Melas the world, Eretz Yisrael, will eventually produce these fresh-baked breads and, 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 and clothing, right? Is that right? It's clothing? I think so. Um, 
Shenemar yi pisas bar ba'oretz. Okay, pisas bar, Rashi says, is mashma guskos, shirochovos kmin pasyad. It implies breads that are wide like a hand. I don't know, pita bread. Umashma clay meos kmo kitones pasim, some types of uh, garments. So he says, Liglego love also a Talmud. So that Talmud also made, made fun of him again. And he said, Ain kol chodesh, tachos Hashem. I said, what are you talking about? Trees are going to grow, um, are going to grow breads? And I've heard of bread fruit, but I don't think it's really bread, right? You're going to grow breads, you're going to grow kalim. Omalei bo ve'arecho digmos v'olamazeh. Nofak achilei kemeyen upitrios. Ve'aklei melas nivra bar kora. I don't know exactly what he says. He showed him mushrooms. She yotzin kamoshein belayla echad v'rochovin v'agulim pigluskos. Funny, funny, uh, funny uh, demonstration. You have a mushroom that grows, pops up overnight. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. One day, One day pop up, and the sieve came in levush mitzuyar godol sevivos hakor shel dekel. And you have something that grows around the tree, and it's like a, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like some kind of a wrapping. Okay. Um, yeah. It is core on a... So, so the question is like this. The question is like this. When, when Reverend Gamaliel was saying these things, and let's say the last one in particular, and the Talmud was, was, was mocking him, and then he's saying, no, 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 don't mock me, I claim that in the future the trees will produce breads and kalim, and you are mocking me. And he went to some kind of a demonstration that such a thing is possible. The question is, is Reverend Gamliel really saying that they're going to produce these breads and kalim and clothing? In other words, what's the shot in this in the Shakravataya? Right? Reverend Gamliel is saying it's going to produce gluskos and claimelas. The Talmud makes fun of him, and he says, don't make fun of me, because I'll show you some kind of an example of this, right? So it sounds like Reverend Gamaliel is saying it's really literal. It's really going to happen. The Talmud is saying, how could it happen? And he's saying, no, it's not totally outside of the possibility of, uh, it, is, it does exist in some form, so it is Tachas Hashemesh, so it's nothing new, right? But is he trying to show him and 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 back up his assertion that these things will really be produced, just saying it's not miraculous, or like the Ramam is claiming. So this this Gemara, you could say, seems to go against the Ramam because the Ramam is saying when Rabbi Gamaliel said that Eretz Yisrael will produce uh, gluskos and claim melas, he said that's just an expression. That's just a that's just a uh, an idiom, right? It doesn't really, he didn't really mean the land is going to put forth breads and garments, right? Ram says, that's just uh, a manner, you know, uh, I don't know what the phrase means, but it's just, uh, you know, an expression. He really just meant production will increase to such an extent that people will find everything they need without any tirachah, right? But if that's what he meant, why didn't he say that to the student? Why is he trying to back up this seemingly miraculous idea of tree growing and producing foods, uh, fruits and uh, breads and and, and kalim. You understand the problem? Let me make sure the problem is clear, right? The problem is saying 
I, I don't understand. Okay, one more time. The Rambam says that there's nothing going to be, there's not, everything in, in, Allah, in, in the Muslim Mashiach is going to be uh, the same, right? Except for the, we'll just have the, 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 the Malchus will return to, to, to Eretz Yisrael in the perfect form, to, to Klai Yisrael in the perfect form. But every, and, and, and Parnos will be very easy, right? People will be able to do a little, very little effort and reap all, all of their needs, right? And, and, and when somebody is able to find everything they need with a very little work, so there's an expression. It's like, oh, you found baked bread, right? So when Rabbi Gamaliel said, in the future, we'll find baked bread growing on trees, it was just an expression that meant, Yosef is here, perked up. It's just an expression that meant <laughs> that, um, that your efforts will be, uh, will, you know, will, will uh, produce uh, more than, uh, than, than, than normal, right? Or, or with, with little effort, you'll be able to produce uh, great um, uh, production, right? But he doesn't, he never meant in any way that bread will grow from a tree or that or that clothing will grow from a tree. He just meant it'll be like you find things already done. So one second. So if that's the case, when the Talmud was mocking him and said, why didn't Rabbi Gamil say, I didn't mean it literally. So I never, I'm not asserting that trees will actually grow these things, right? He should have said that to him. Instead, he showed him uh, an example of the ground putting forth things that are like Luskos and trees putting forth things that are like Begotum. Right. Sounds like he's trying to back up his original assertion that the trees and the ground will produce these things. Right? That's the problem. But Rabbi, didn't you... Didn't you... Why didn't he say it's a metaphor, dummy? It's a metaphor. <laughs> that's what he should have said. That's... But the Ram, the Rams are like this. Look at the Ram. The Ram says... He says, um, he says, and the proof for this is, Okay, so the Ramu says, you have, to, you have to look at the whole Gemara. It's an amazing Gemara, because the Gemara says, this Gemara is talking about when they were thinking, talking about whether they should hide uh, or put away uh, Mishle, right? So the Gemara said, like, uh, let's see, Kohelas. He says, um, So they wanted to put away, um, yeah, Mishle, because it had things that seemed to be contradictory. And they said, well, let's not put it away. We, we, we resolved the problems in Kohelas, so uh, we could resolve these problems too. So what were the steers in Mishle? One Pasik says, Al Ta'an Kivaltel, don't answer a fool according to his folly. And the other Pasik says, Ane Kisil Kivaltel. So he said, we can't let the book like this go out in the name of Shlomo Melch. Sounds like it's just contradictions, right? So that's what they were concerned about. So then they said, No, Lokasha, Habadivri Torah, Habamili Dalmo. One is about Divri Torah, Rashi. Okay, and and about but but divrei uh, but mili da alma you shouldn't answer him. 
Now let's just get the full pasuk because it's important to see the the whole pasuk. The whole pasuk is. Uh, you have the you have the pasuk there, Yaakov? Yeah. Ah, so first one is don't answer the fool, right? According to his foolishness, foolishness, because then you may become equal to him, right? Yeah. Close enough. So when it's me, the alma, don't answer him. But the second one is kivalto is what? Ah, because if you don't answer him, he'll think he's smarter than than he'll he'll think he'll think himself a chacham. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, "In mili the alma, let him be. If you engage him, you come down to his level and you give his stupidity some kind of a credence." So he says, "I'll give you an example. What's the case? The case was like with the Rebbe. Okay, that um, kiha." Yeah, there you go. Right. Someone came to Rebbe and he said, So basically he's saying that um, that Rebbe's uh, children are really his. Okay, and that his wife is, uh, Rebbe's wife is his wife. In other words, Rebbe's children are Mamzerim, all these kinds of things, right? So, I'd like to have a glass of wine. <laughs> okay, now of course, he drank it and he exploded. But that's uh, but the point is, Rebbe didn't engage him in any dialogue, he didn't argue, he didn't say, No, it's my wife and those are my children. That was already giving some kind of a credence and uh, giving some. So that type of a thing, mili da'alma, pen tishve, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna look like there's something here that you have to defend. Just, just uh, ignore it, right? And then you had a, um, yeah, another similar story. But, but, but what is by mili, uh, but, but bedivre Torah mai, see? So what is the case where we see that in Divrei Torah, you should answer the fool? Because if you don't answer him, he'll think that he's wiser. That's these stories of Rebbe Gamliel. So the Ram says, so you see that the Gemara says these stories, his answers were, were really in line with the idea of Ane Kisil Ki'ival To. Because you don't want him to think that he is a chacham in, in his eyes. And that's what Rashi says. He says, Bo echa, Torah noso ki he, he bothered, he, he troubled himself, and Gamliel troubled himself to answer this student according to his own framework of foolishness. He thinks I'm talking literally, right? He thinks I'm talking literally, and he says, What? How could you say such a crazy thing, Rabbi Gamliel? How could you say it, Rabbi Gamliel? So he says, this is the amazing thing. I have to think about this a little more deeply. But he's saying, He's a fool. He's a leg. He's not really someone interested in the truth, apparently. Right? And he's latching on to this word, to, to do the statement you make. And he's saying, and he's trying to be, you know, make fun. Right, so he says, try to answer him 
in his framework. Ligleg, that's his Ivelas. Yeah. So it's interesting. So he's saying you have to, you should try to meet him in his game. Beat him in his game. Beat him. Why didn't you just tell him? That's not what I meant. Just tell him I meant uh, I meant to the Derech Marshal. Is this manipulate? Is this like manipulate? It's almost like you don't want this fool to have the impression that he got Rebbe Gamliel in a certain sense. That in, other, in other words, in other words, you're not, you're not that. And, and that's the amazing thing that he says. The Rambam says he did not answer him according to the MS. He says, he says, Shelo Omar Lo Esho MS Mashalomad Bipasuk. Um, he did not tell him what the truth. If he was telling him the truth, he would have said, like the Ram said before, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Okay. But once the guy is coming at him with this kind of craziness, it's interesting. Yeah, if he's coming at you with personal craziness, leave it go. But what do you care? And on the contrary, you may. You may um, come off uh, looking worse. You may come off, um, you know, d- dignifying it. And, 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 yeah. That's why Rashi says it's mutter to answer him. Yeah, Rebbe, it, it it reminds me. It would seem it's not an individual who's interested in the MS. It would seem it's not an individual an individual who's interested in the MS. And the question is, should you just ignore him, or should you, or is it better? Because it is kiivalto. It's an amazing thing. It is Kivalto. So he's saying in those cases, you could show him, no, there is a possibility. You're saying, I, I don't mean it as a, I don't mean it as an MS, but I could show you that your argument of Enkel Khoshtafashemish is not true. He says that was a um that that was his uh, that was Roman Gamaliel's um method over there. And that was in line with the Pasuk. But you see, he's saying, you see from the Gemara, that's not what Rebbe Gamliel really held about his own words. Because if he did, it wouldn't use, it wouldn't be an example of Ane Kesil Ki'ivalto. It would just be, teach what you mean. It would just be, explain what you're, what you're saying. Ane Kesil Ki'ivalto is a different din. That's a din that you shouldn't let the, the, the fool feel um, feel that he forced you off a position. Like, yeah, yeah, now he's saying he didn't mean it. It's like, that's not right. That's not a cover. In his framework, he shouldn't give him this, uh, anything to, uh, to, uh, to, to dignify his, his own, to, to satisfy that aggression that he has towards the, um, towards the uh, Chacham and the Torah. Shouldn't let him have that, 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 that victory. That's dangerous because it emboldens him. So you have to uh, knock him down. If you're going to tell me that, you're going to say, that's not what I meant. As he's going to just take that as, a, as some kind of excuse, some kind of a dodge. I mean, I think it's true. There is the, there's the, there's the guy who's asking the question, and there are those who don't have the guts to ask the question, but are in that same camp. So I, I don't know if it's in front of real Talmudim. I think in front of the real Chachamim, he would just be laughed out. I mean, nobody would give him any credence. But you're right. You probably are right. There are, there is that silent, uh, there is the group of silent uh, sort of sympathizers 
like uh like no we wait and see what happens you know <laughs> who's gonna uh, all right who's gonna well let's see how he comes out of that fire you know <laughs> anyway but anyway the, that's the ramam's uh proof he says that's the proof that it is um that he really uh, didn't mean it literally so what is the great what's the great benefit of this man he says it is Okay, the only good is that it frees us from the restrictions that the that the other uh, that the the evil malchus um, places upon us to um, from from doing the good. So no, it is not a. It's not going to be a resurgence of Jewish pride, and that's not a nationalism. It's nothing like that. It's you need, and that's the amazing thing. But what, what, what does that show you? What does that show you? It shows you that nothing short of this kind of a change of the whole geopolitical uh, world will ever stop the non-Jews from letting us, uh, from, from preventing us from uh, learning. In other words, you have to have this unbelievable victory and this unbelievable uh, you know expression of 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 tzidkis and righteousness that the whole world is basically overwhelmed into a submission and a recognition of the truth before you could really ever remove what he calls the shibud malchus because if that's all we're looking for well, it doesn't seem to need, need all of that needs all of those elements in order just so we can have free time yeah. but uh apparently that's true apparently yeah right. people true. like to make any excuses half, any any half measure anything less than a full recognition is always going to keep the uh certain element of uh of um imbalance in, in the world hold on a second i just finished the line then we'll stop for tonight okay yeah, yeah 